Welcome back to the Ultimate Playlist Podcast full of choice tracks. I'm Damon. I'm Brandon. I'm Dietrich. And I'm Taj. Well, this is uh, this is side A of the record, guys. Um, if you haven't listened to this before, this is where we pick a topic, and then we pick, we pick our choice track that goes with that topic. Um, so drop the needle, Dodge. Okay, so uh, yeah, every, everybody's had to go to one of these. <laughs> um, had, I, I don't want to say had to, but you probably have been invited to this very special party of love. Uh, place that brings everybody together to cherish two people's love for each other eternally, um, <laughs> whether it stays that way or not, you know, whatever. Uh, but in the moment, it, that's what it feels like. It's the best day of two people's lives and the happiest day for everybody around them. Um, I'm talking about weddings. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, what are you going to say? Uh, but yeah, so I've gone to weddings when I was a little kid. My mom remarried like three times. <laughs> so that's kind of, that's kind of interesting. Uh, I've gone to too many weddings as a kid. And my dad, of course, he remarried, um, once actually. So that wasn't too bad. That wasn't too crazy, but, uh, got to see a lot of weddings. And everything leading up to that reception, you know, it's pretty boring. I think half the time I'm like sweating my ass off. As a kid, you're wearing a tie, you're like, screw this. Uh, by the time you get to the reception, uh, that's where the fun starts. <laughs> so the, uh, the thing that usually kicks off most receptions is the first dance. And it almost sounds kind of silly because it's like, wow, is this like, uh, what is this like high school? <laughs> like the first dance. Um, but yeah, it's tra- traditionally there's a first dance at a wedding and they, people like the bride maybe always picks it. I don't know. Or, you know, if, if it's, uh, two grooms or two brides or whatever. Somebody's going to pick that song, right? So, um, yeah, that's kind of what this is about. So I thought about wedding songs. I'm like, ah, you know, like, yeah, a wedding-themed episode would be great. First thing that came to my mind was just, like, party songs. So I think that I've seen this in the show The Office where they do, like, a little thing, you know, in the beginning, and people have choreographed dances and stuff, and, uh, like, the, the, the couples, you know, they, they – they can have a choreographed dance and get it all into it, go to dance school or something for like two years before the wedding. <laughs> I don't know. People get nuts. Some weddings get really expensive and they go out of control. Um, and I'm sure <laughs> there's all kinds of uh, song picks that go with these weddings, depending on who the bride and the groom are. And at that point, you don't give a shit what anybody else thinks, right? Because uh, somebody's parents pay for it. So... <laughs> But, uh, um, yeah, so I, I kind of picked this on with my, uh, a common law wife. <laughs> I've never actually had a wedding myself, but I'm, I'm married by common law. I've been with my wife for, gosh, over 20 years. <laughs> so pretty long time. Um, but, uh, yeah, we don't really, I guess maybe someday I'll, I'll drag her down the aisle, <laughs> club her over their head and drag her down the aisle. Um, yeah, so she she was talking to me about what she thought her favorite pick would be, and of course I had to agree with her before I would use that song. But yeah, I agreed. Um, doesn't matter, probably not. <laughs> but uh, uh, we picked. Uh, I I picked. I picked. I picked a. Uh, <laughs> put those be pants honest. on, Damon. Put those pants on. She, she <laughs> picked. We picked. I put my pants on. <laughs> 
One leg at a time, everybody. One leg at a time. Uh, hopefully not back. Nah, crisscross. So, <laughs> uh, so the pick, the pick, the choice track for a first song, and this would make sense for my wife, Robin, and I. Um, the Bengals, and we've talked about the Bengals before. I think that you know we we've decided that they're a pretty good band. You know, it's a it's a female band from the eighties. Um, we picked Eternal Flame. Is this burning an eternal flame? I believe it's meant to <laughs> Is that like Wicker Man Eternal Flame or is this like no, happy eternal flame? <laughs> it's like, uh oh. Wait, why did she pick this song? Uh but uh but yeah, no, I think this is a pretty good song. I think it's like it makes makes sense for like kind of like an eighties a little bit more modern. I guess it's not really modern, but like the Bengals to me are kind of like, you know, timeless, you know? So, um, I like the lyrics in this and I like, you know, I like how it's all about being together forever. And, you know, that can be a curse or a blessing. <laughs> what do you all think? So I'm going to jump in. Cause I was the one that, okay. that I did a choice album for the Bengals. And then I was yeah. told that the go-go's were better than the Bengals, but it's like, whatever. <laughs> I still love the Bengals. So, um, right. no, this song. Yeah. I, I, I love this song. Like, of course, cause I'm a huge Bengals fan. Uh, I don't know. Like of, I'll try and narrow the scope because I know I'm going to get flack for it, but of 80s romantic songs done by a female, this has to be in the top five. I mean, you have Time After Time with Cindy Lauper, and then you have Eternal Flames, and it, it has to <laughs> yeah. easily make yeah. top five. That's all I'm going to say. So, but yeah, great I mean, pick. You know, it's funny. Like, they almost, she almost had, like, it's the Bengals, right? But right. I almost, you remember Tiffany, like, Debbie Gibson, <laughs> all those artists, like the mall artists. Um, it kind of, like, almost has a similar sound to them and I wouldn't even put them in the same category but because they were kind of short-lived and you know one of them became like a playmate or something <laughs> uh anyway but yeah no I like I like this song a lot too Taj and you know I'm glad that we can agree on something here in this episode <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it, that's that's my take. Yeah. Fair Do, enough. Yeah, it, it, I, I'll just throw out since since I got to throw out a little shape. The only thing is, I think it's the longest song of the four, and most four <laughs> stances. If unless you want to be up there that long, it, this may be a little bit too long for a first dance. <laughs> that's where people start drinking. It's like where like you know you're the, the drunk uncle happens and shit. Well, well, no, this is where the couple barely gets their food to plate. They took one bite and then they're like first dance, and you're like, God damn it. I haven't eaten anything in like 10 hours. And you're calling us out I'd say the first hour of a reception's weird. <laughs> right. It you're is like, always weird. Who the fuck's there? Yeah. Right. What's that, teacher? It, it is always weird. Every reception is different. <laughs> Every reception needs a setup. Every reception is late to do their setup. Every reception has an order of what's supposed to go. But then as soon as you get into uh-huh. it, you're like either 20 minutes ahead or 20 minutes behind schedule. So you're trying to play catch up. It's it's a mess. It is an all out right. mess. And when you actually get to the dance, whether you take it a bite of food or not, <laughs> they're literally only up there probably about a minute and a half, two minutes off dancing the song before they're like, okay, we're done. <laughs> Everybody else can come in. Is the garter belt after the dance? Yes. Or, okay. <laughs> 
What a weird fucking concept. Anyway, that's like America. And then the bouquet is after the garter belt, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking weird. It's usually more like involved with the bouquet than it is the garter belt. So. Nine times out of ten, the garter belt hooks the floor. Just so guys <laughs> want to grab it. Whereas the women are fighting over each other for the bouquet. So. <laughs> so what do you think of the Bengals? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like, I'm a go-go you. fan. No, I'm playing. No, um, <laughs> no just, uh, for one, I like the fact that it was written by the group, or meaning it was written by one of the members of the group, and then two other guys came in and were writing it with it. Uh, Steinberg and Kelly came in and helped and, and wrote the song, but it was a beautiful song, beautiful ballad, definitely a power ballad. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely in the top 100 songs, especially talking about power ballads, it's definitely up there. Um, it's a great song for people to dance to. It's got a groove. It's got a rhythm. It's, it's got everything that you need to make you feel something within the song. And if y'all were to dance at this, I would happily play it for you and, and love to see y'all dance and go back and forth for y'all two minutes before y'all call it quits. So yes, if y'all ever decide, I'm, I'm pitching right now to be your, I'm going to have to hire you now, DJ. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. We turn this into a, into a plug. But yes, I would love to be there for y'all. <laughs> I would love to see y'all dancing to the song because it totally fits y'all. There's a couple that I love. So yeah, it was, it was a great pick. Oh, thanks, teacher. Yeah, appreciate that, man. No problem. Brandon. Brandon. <laughs> Don't disappoint me, Brandon. Come on. So. I'm not even halfway through the freaking year. I'm not, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to step on your toes here. And, uh, far be it for me to say anything negative about a song that you and your spouse love and would dance to. I'm not going to be that guy. I'm not going to say something negative. You know, love is in the air. So I'm not, I'm not going to say too many harsh things about the song because I do like the song. I like to go oh, okay. with better than the Bengals. Uh, <laughs> And and I don't think this is top five of the 80s, Taj. I'm sorry. But it is still a good song. Don't get me wrong. And I haven't been to too many weddings, so I don't know, oh, you okay. know, what songs people, you know, dance to the first time as a couple. I know what I dance to, but, um, you know, far be it for me to tell you that's a horrible choice because I don't think that at all. I think, you know, you picked a song that definitely best represents you as a couple you've chosen together and uh, I don't think this is a bad song by any means. It is a good song and um, yeah, I think it's it's good. So uh, yeah, I'm not going to do what you think I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm, I'm being positive about this song. Oh wow, I, okay. <laughs> Can I have to turn me off, say it, Brandon? <laughs> I know. I, I don't dislike the Bengals. It's just the Cocos are better. <laughs> so <laughs> I think they're both equally great bands in their own way. But there's no such yeah. thing as equal. <laughs> no. No. <Right. laughs> like there's Taj Detroit and yeah. then the rest of the world. <laughs> Fairs are where the peas get judged. Other than that, there's no such thing as fair. <laughs> I think that Taj wasn't completely wrong. They were pretty top, you know, at, in their prime. The Bengals were like hitting charts, but yeah, yeah. Well, uh, see, <laughs> all right. I, I'm gonna pick uh, Eating Meeny Money Mo. So, all right, Dietrich, what you got for us, man? What is your <laughs> what is your idea of a choice? piece of music for a first dance. <laughs> 
So my choice is a little bit different, but there's a reason be, be it. Um, for one, I didn't choose the song that I, I had at my own wedding because while I liked it, I didn't think it was like uh, appropriate for the best situation, mainly because I had to force her into it because she wanted to pick something that was totally off the charts and, and try to put like a dance routine to it. And I'm like, I'm not doing that shit. So that's that wasn't going to work. But this particular song is one that I played at weddings before just just because I have DJed a bunch of weddings. I pretty much got weddings down to a T for what happens. And um, this one particular wedding that I DJ was like the best wedding I've ever done, mainly because of the setting. It was in a botanical garden. Um, all the groomsmen were in like nice gray with uh, attire, um, with different colors representing their personalities. All the bridesmaids were fine as hell. And there was like not one that you wouldn't want to take behind, like in the bathroom and, and try to do something with. Um, the, the bride herself was beautiful, uh, for lack of a better word, um, just extraordinary. And everything went off without a hitch. Everything was on time. Everything was perfect down to the T because we had practiced it like the whole week prior to the actual wedding. We practiced every single day. So everybody knew their cues and what was supposed to happen and how it was supposed to be done. But then when it got time for the reception, that's where the staff kind of fell apart and forgot to set up certain things or whatever. And so the groom was getting like heated. He was like ready to slap somebody. And so I had to actually go over and try to calm him down. It's like, hey, dude, it's your wedding day. Like, you've already gone past the porch. You've already said I do's. You're good. So let's just chill out. Lo and behold, a rainstorm comes in, knocks out all the power in the building. So I'm like, oh. luckily, I had a backup uh, boom box that I had in my trunk. I pulled out the boom box. Um, it was battery powered, so I didn't have to plug it in for nothing. And literally played the song that was um, their first dance, just to kind of like keep everything going in the mix. Luckily, it was daytime, so it wasn't like we were completely in the dark. But it's still, you had the rain outside coming down. You had no power in the building. And lo and behold, here we are trying to have a reception. We turn on the boombox, and this is the song we played. And everybody had their cameras out, their phones out, and they were flashing. And as this couple danced on, on the hardwood dash floor, it just made the moment. And the song was uh, released in 2013. It was by an artist by the name of Chrisette Michelle. It was called A Couple of Forevers. You know I'm not asking for much, just a couple of forever. A couple of forever. And it's basically saying, you know, we're going to be together forever and then so, um, so to speak. And that time was like the most precious time I've ever had DJ in a wedding because I'm, I literally shed a tear just for how everything came together. And it's literally like clockwork. As soon as the song ended, they danced the whole song through because they were just in, so involved with each other. And as soon as it ended, all the lights and the power came back on. And we were able to get back into the party mode and the whole nine. But that moment right there, I will cherish forever. So that's the song that I chose to go with because it was the most memorable for me when it comes time for wedding. Um, what do y'all think? Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, th- I love that story with the power going out and then coming right back on at the end of the whole. That's that is insane, dude. Yeah, especially because you don't know what's going on. You know, like people are probably like falling into shit. <laughs> Getting drunk, I guess. I don't know. Nah, they, at that point, they, we had just got done with the reception. I mean, with the with the actual the ceremony. ceremony. Yeah. We came inside from the garden into the actual area that they had set up for the reception. And right as the last person walked in, rain just literally started pouring down like crazy. 
damn, dude, power went out. It was like, okay, what the heck is really going on? And so just because of that, the fact that the power came out afterwards, I'm like, yep, that that was divine intervention by somebody at some point in order to <laughs> silence everybody and get everybody focused on the moment. And and he calmed down and they were literally so enwrapped in each other just listening to the song and everybody recording and everybody shed the tear. And I'm like, yep, that's the moment. And a couple are still together today. And I love every minute of them being together because they just remind me of what true love is. And this song that they picked is one representation of what true love is supposed to be. Yeah, she's a great artist. I, I really like her voice. And that's that's like a really nice wedding song, too. Uh, but yeah, it's got that, like, you know, all the lyrics, you know, it's just, just a couple of forever. <laughs> that's, that's a nice saying. I like that. I like that line. Um, and it sounds like the way you described it, this would be, you know, that's the perfect first song for sure. And, uh, yeah, like hopefully there was no assault charges, all those fine, fine looking women. So no, not that I'm aware of. I kind of kept my. <laughs> I, I played it cool. I wasn't married at the time, but I played it cool, so I, I didn't do anything crazy. Um, whatever anybody else did crazy, that's for them to describe, but I don't think right. I'm on this podcast. <laughs> Not too much longer after, we played Genuine Pony, and that's when everybody started for that. So, yeah. <laughs> I say anybody it. else? <laughs> anybody else? What do you have to say about the song? Come on. So I, I like the song. I'm not familiar with the artist, and uh, but right away I'm like, oh yeah. This definitely works as a first dance, um, you know, and th- especially if you listen to the lyrics, you know, it's a great choice. Um, definitely like a, a deep cut. It's not something that I know. You know, there are definitely some staples, I think, of like songs that people dance to. This is not one that like popped up in my head because I had never heard it before. Um, but yeah, listening to it for sure. You know, I, I wouldn't have been surprised if like you had chosen this for your own wedding. Um, you know, that at first that was my gut that I'm like, Oh, he, he might have danced to this song. So, um, because it's a very believable, you know, first dance, uh, yeah. selection. So I liked it quite a bit. I thought it was, it was a, it was a good one. And, um, yeah, it was, it was great. My song, my wedding was actually, um, D'Angelo Lady. You're my lady. Um, I had to pick that because she wanted something to kind of move to to go quick because she's not a dancer. And I'm like, why the hell would you try to do a dance routine if you're not a dancer? And then she tried to pick all these other crazy songs. And I'm like, nah, we're going to go with this because this you is what I relate to you. D'Angelo? <laughs> yeah, because you don't take dance lessons? <laughs> I can dance. She has no rhythm, so it's not going to work. It was funny because I, I listened to all four of the choices like as like a block of songs. And then immediately I'm like, you know, this would be a great uh, first dance song. And I played Untitled by D'Angelo. <laughs> Because <laughs> I don't know, for some reason, when I heard that song that you picked, it made me think of D'Angelo. And then, like, then I played that immediately after those four blocks. I was listening to it with with my wife, and I'm like, yeah, you, can, I think you can make this one work. <laughs> You can make it work, but that's definitely that that that's that after party when you're in your own hotel room. Yeah, it's like it's time to get down. Like that's that's when how does the feel come out? If I had played that during the ceremony, a lot of people would have been making it home. They, right? They would have found a restroom. There'd have been a lot of babies made that night. <laughs> In bathrooms. <laughs> in the bathrooms with cars and the thing. Let's duck off somewhere real quick. 
So I had never heard the song before. I, I liked it. it. It was good. Um, it, it was interesting because when, when we started off this podcast, you, there was a mention like sometimes the, the bride might pick it more than the groom. It, it, this kind of seems like a bride pick of a song, you know, very much. It's like, you know, if we're right. doing this, we're together <laughs> for a couple forever. you know, like it's like it's always wishful thinking. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is the first dance is. Is like okay, we're gonna make this work. I hope <laughs> you're not going anywhere, right? You're not going exactly. You're stuck with me. Deal with it. Exactly. <laughs> Somebody's sweating. <laughs> so, but yeah, but it, yeah, for sure, I liked it, and I could totally see see this one. And yeah, it for for dancing, doing a first dance. Yeah, I liked it for sure. Cool. But the the story is amazing. So yeah, nice. Well, what you got, Tosh? What What's your uh, idea of a good first dance song? <laughs> well, um, all right. So y- you make me feel better, Damon. I didn't realize because I thought all three of you had weddings, like actual wedding ceremonies. So I'm. I mean, like, <laughs> well, no, I'm. I'm like you. I'm common law married to my wife. Oh so. no shit! Wow. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I I don't awesome, have a dude. I don't have an actual wedding to refer to. <laughs> so, um, so technically, y'all could run if y'all want to, and it wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> no. Yeah, we could be like total assholes. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> just saying. Brandon, so, are you real married, or, or I mean, like like before judgment? I was. I was. I was. I know. I had a wedding. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, you had a wedding, so you're officially married. But you and I can't run anywhere. We're stuck. <laughs> but y'all, y'all too. If y'all decide it, yeah, you might lose half of everything you got, but you know, it, it could be worse. I can still move around. <laughs> that's an interesting concept, like the prenups and all that. That's that's just crazy. Prenup. I have no money. <laughs> well, if you had money, that idea. It's so yeah. I tried to throw that out there. It got thrown back in my face. (laughs) Along with a bunch of obscenities. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. All right. Oh, you you attempted it? I tried it. I I tried it just in case. I literally thought I'd be DJing on a war tour somewhere right about now. So I I was was preparing for that. Just in case. I was going to be like a DJ Khaled running around. But yeah, it didn't work out that way. So, okay, cool. All right, we're good. It might still happen for you, man. Nah, oh, I'm I'm past that point. I'm good. I'm too old to be trying to run on the road right now. Yeah, tired. Right, this will kick in. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Taj, yeah, I didn't I didn't realize. So yeah, uh, so cool. I I did try and ask my wife like, hey, what would our first wedding song be? And like, why are we getting married soon? It's like, whoa, <laughs> no, I'm trying to do it for the podcast. Uh, so I got I, I had to go solo on my pick. <laughs> So, uh, so, you know, I was listening to some different songs. Um, and so I originally came across a cover of the song that I ultimately picked, which the cover is okay. Uh, but I like the original version better. And so the, the song that I picked is, uh, Sea of Love and the artist, uh, that did it was, um, John, uh, well, he was Phillips, Phil Phillips was the, his name. So. Um, but yeah, it's a classic song. I'm sure you've heard it before. It's a bit of an earworm. Uh, once you hear it, you can't get it out of your head. Uh, but uh, and it's a 
came out in like they don't even know the exact date they came out it came out like in, what was it in uh july of 59 so they, like they don't no day no just sometime in july with <laughs> seriously this song <laughs> so but yeah uh but yeah i i, I like it. it it's a good i think it, it's a good suitable first dance song plus it's that nice it's a two minute 30 seconds entirety so you don't you're not bouncing <laughs> like you're not cutting the song off midway like you're going out there dancing and then you're done <laughs> so <but> yeah oh <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah okay so the song itself it, i i can see it as i could see it as the first dance but I, i'm really trying to picture who's going to be doing the first dance i'm picturing an older couple <laughs> Probably 60, 70 that, that, that happened to one of them happened to remember that song and put it in a rotation. And like, you know, everybody's kind of moving with them and you know, their, their limbs are stiff, but they're still trying to like move and groove together and looking in each other's eyes and giggling. And, and that's the kind of love that makes you feel young. So that's the kind of feel I got from this song. Gotcha. Um, and it definitely, it fits the bill as far as what we're talking about. It's like Brandon said, it's one of those deep cuts. It's not the first thing that comes to mind when I think of, you know, a wedding song or, or a first dance type of song, but I can see where you're coming from with it. And it, it definitely has that feel. And it's, it's kind of you in a sense. So I can see you try to play that song, play out a dance suit and Karen looking at you like, I'm not dancing to that shit. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> But you kind of like talk her into it anyway. Yeah, so I, I could definitely see that. Wait, and so the cover is done by Cat Power. So and it's yeah. just a female singing it the exact oh, same awesome. way. Yeah, yeah. I saw but, yeah. her in concert. It's good, very good. But yeah. Wow. Yeah. This I don't know. It's like first thing I thought was like, oh, that was kind of eerie for. <laughs> Like a first dance song, like it's. I think I heard this song like a horror movie or something, or like a. I don't know where the fuck I heard it. I like the song, but then it made me think of like, wow, what what was it like to get married back then? Like, I wonder what weddings were. If they were like, you know, really conservative or strict, or I guess it depends on who's getting married. But um, yeah, no, good pick. Definitely a like a throwback for sure. Um, I think I've always liked this song, but yeah, it it seems a little bit eer eerie too for some reason. I don't know why. It's got like a just like an older vibe. Well, well, yeah, like, yeah. The, the the issue is like the song itself is kind of like um, it's like a first hookup song. <laughs> it's basically the lyrics of the song. It's kind of the, the weird thing. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> you marry the first person you hook up with. <laughs> like, okay, well, I guess that that wasn't too hard. <laughs> That was easy. Right. Uh, or, or if it's like an arranged marriage, <laughs> it's like, well, you have no choice. So <laughs> that would be some shit. Huh? <laughs> it's a, uh, it is a good song. I mean, I, you know, I know the song. I have no problem with, uh, older classics being chosen as, you know, a first dance. Um, <laughs> we'll know <laughs> later on, uh, when I go over my choice track. Um, but anyway, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, it's, it's a, it's a really good song. Um, it definitely does feel more like a Taz choice than your significant other's choice. Um, you know, like I don't quite know if she's going to be on board with this one, but you know, Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe you both like this song quite a bit. I don't know. Yeah. No, hers would probably be something like Forever and Ever, Amen by, is it Garth Brooks? 
Yeah. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's a good choice. I think, I think it does work as a, as a first dance song. Um, yeah. I got, I got no problem with this one. Again, love is in the air. I got nothing negative to say. <laughs> All right. Dietrich or not Dietrich Damon. I'm about to say I already did. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, there's only one person left here to talk yeah. about what their pick was, and I'm really interested in what this person has to say. So, Brandon, what did you what did, yeah. you, uh, what did you pick for your wedding? I'm really surprised I was the last one. I thought for sure I was going to go right after you. I was prepared. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Yeah, so... Like Taj, I went with an older song, but I also went with a song that's even older than Taj's choice. Um, I, it's hard for me to find out the exact year this was recorded because this song has many different versions, um, many different covers. Even the artist that sang this song also has many different covers of this, this particular, uh, uh, song that I chose. Um, so anyway, we, let's say it came out around 1940 to 1942. I'm kind of thinking it was 1942 based on some of the information that I found, but, uh, yeah. So anyway, um, the song that I chose, uh, as a, uh, first dance song is a song called Night and Day. And the version that I have selected is by Frank Sinatra and the Tommy Dorsey Orchestra. Night and day You are the one Um, You might know only one of those names And I totally get it Frank Sinatra We have talked about Frank Sinatra We have talked about the Rat Pack I don't need to talk much more about about him Uh, I will say really quick Tommy Dorsey uh, He was a jazz trombonist he was a composer, a conductor, and a band leader in the big band era. Um, his nickname was the Sentimental Gentleman of Swing. Um, and in 1940, Tommy Dorsey bought Frank Sinatra's contract from uh, Harry James, and they recorded 80 songs from 1940 to 1942 together. And then 1942, Sinatra went solo, and Sinatra stayed solo after that. Um, the other person involved with this recording was an arranger called Ax- uh, Axel Stortle, um, another big name. But um, mainly, mainly when you hear the song, you mainly probably think of Frank Sinatra, but he doesn't sound like the Frank Sinatra of like the 50s and the 60s, like the Rat Pack Frank Sinatra. This is a young Frank. And um, I love this song. Uh, in fact, gentlemen, this was the dance, a song that we chose for our first dance. So it was a no brainer for me. I had to pick this one. You know, another song I could have gone with, I've already done before, was the Nick Cave's uh, Into My Arms. But um, I wanted to go with the actual first dance song that uh, that uh, my wife and I danced to. And uh, it was this this version. And um, I just, I love the song. I love the lyrics. It was written in 1932 by Cole Porter for a musical called Gay Divorce. Um, and I just, I don't know. I just, I, when I hear the song, it makes me, makes me think of my wife. It makes me think of our relationship. I think the same goes for her too. I could be wrong, but I hope that she feels the same way that I do when I hear the song. But we all have our own, you know, uh, perspectives. Um 
but yeah, that was the the song I picked. I I do remember after we had our first dance and and uh, the song played out, and then my grandma came to me, and my grandma goes, "That's such a lovely song." So that was that's definitely a very very good memory. Um, so yeah, uh, it's just it's a phenomenal song. Um, we didn't have a band at our wedding. In fact, I recorded all the music uh, onto multiple CDs, and then I just let the CD player play. Uh, and then I had like a special CD that had this this one song on there. Um, so very old song, but I still think it's a great song. There are again many, many, many different versions of it, but I can't remember when I first heard it. But this is the one that's near and dear to my heart, and uh, I just. I love the song. I just, I, I think it's a, it's a very powerful love song. So there you go. I'm going to stop talking. Well, very nice pick, Brandon. Yeah, no, I, I like it. Uh, yeah, there's something wrong with an older song for, for your first dance for sure. And, you know, Taj, good pick. Uh, but uh, I think, yeah, I think definitely like, that would be appropriate for probably a lot of weddings. And I think it's really cool that it was your actual first dance song. So I could see that with y'all. Where did you guys get married again? In Santa Fe. Santa Fe. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Was it like a traditional wedding with a church and everything, or did you guys do like it a was? It was unique. It wasn't like a big church. It was yeah. like a, a little. I don't know. It was like a little. It was a little cove in in this uh, resort that was technically, in a way, a church, but not a church at the same time. It's really hard to. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like that's one of the things like about weddings in general. Like if I ever do have a ceremony, I don't know where it's going to be, you know, because we don't go to church. I've been to church. I don't have an issue with it, but I just don't know if I would. It wouldn't be like a traditional wedding. So because um, I know that you can have a religious or a non-religious wedding and you can have anybody just go online and marry you. <laughs> get their, uh, you know, <laughs> indoctrinate. You know, whatever. Right. So, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I like that song. I think it's, it's got this like old timey vibe again. So like, like Taj's pick, like it just, it makes me think, wow, what were, what would that be like a wedding in the forties? I bet you that outfits were badass looking, you know, people were probably like the reception I, I could imagine would be different than it is today. After, after sometime after like the sixties <laughs> receptions probably just changed a little bit. And then it turned into like a big dance floor and, Lots of lights and DJs, whereas before it might have been, I don't know, doilies <laughs> and cake. But, uh, yeah, that's cool, man. Always like the, I always like the, uh, chairman of the board and it's good to hear something from him when he was really young too. So nice. I think you get the nail. This was, this is quite the central thing. This is, I actually see you and Amy moving along to this, filling, filling the swag, filling, filling the sway of the music, filling like everything about this particular song. This is just has class radio. So, and especially coming from a young Frankie when he was hungry, um, before all the women started flocking to him like crazy. Like, I could totally see y'all vibing out to this. And don't know what y'all wore. You probably wore all black. Or whatever the situation was, but I could definitely see y'all vibing out to this and having a good time with it in the process. And it just solidified y'all's look. And as far as I'm concerned, uh, this feels, it feels tiny. Only, only for the sense of, yes, I know it was an older time, but it was a more sophisticated time. And it's definitely when music had a musical feel to it, not just 
you know, all instrumentation, no, no kind of soul behind it. There was definitely a soul there. And I, I dig it, man. I definitely dig it. And see if you played it all right now and, and put her in, in the mode of, of all of this back when you did this and you have to be dancing in the kitchen and just mm-hmm. sitting around while the, while the dog is looking at you crazy. Like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> like, I can totally see that. <laughs> it was a great pick, man. Great pick. Cool. Thank you. So it, I, I liked it. It was a good pick, too. Um, I, I'd heard the song before. Um, yeah. And so it, when you said the exact rendition of it, it was uh, it, I liked it. I could kind of see how it's a wedding song. The, just for me, the because the I think I've heard other versions that have a little bit faster tempo. But but this I, I could see how this would work for a wedding. So for sure. So, yeah, I liked it. You have heard it before, Todd. <laughs> I have. You heard were it at before. the wedding. <laughs> I was at the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've heard it before. You yeah. did. Wait, 20 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what were you doing at <laughs> What were you doing at the wedding during the first dance? Were you like in the bathroom? I don't know. He was there. I was there. I pseudo crashed the wedding. So he was just he was just probably listening to it, going, "This is great, but it's no the Bangles." Right? Exactly. This is no Bangles, man. Right. I'm out of here. Where's that CD player? I'll I'll throw in Internal Flames. That'll be a better one. Let's make some eternal flames. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, all right. Well, um, why don't we go ahead and uh, stop this dance and drop the yeah. needle on side B. So we're going to flip the record and drop the needle on side B. So, Damon, yeah, you had awesome. homework for us. There was an That's album right. that we had to listen to. There, there was an album you had to listen to. Uh, this is probably, I think, in my opinion, this band is the most emo. Um, but, you know, people can argue that. Whatever. But I I, uh, I picked this band and this album because I think there's so many songs that were big hits. Uh, uh, I think that between uh, this and one of their other, other albums, um, it was, yeah, grossly one and a half million or some shit like that. But so the band is Jimmy Eat World. Jimmy Eat World is... Uh, a band I've seen in concert before. Uh, great live band. Um, and that was the early 2000s. I don't even remember which year. I think it was like 2005 or six. Um, but, uh, they've been around since 93. So they're, uh, they, they are definitely, I think after sound, they sold so much, you know, with, uh, with their top, top hits, their top selling, uh, albums. They've, they've come out with 10 albums since. And, um, the album I picked is Bleed American. This came out in 2001. So it came out, it kind of, it came out right after 9-11 too. So it was kind of like, uh, yeah, I don't know if that was great or not, <laughs> but, um, yeah. So kind of a rough time in everybody's life. I think the world was shaken. Uh, but when, when you hear good music, it almost kind of like, it helps you kind of drift away to another place. <laughs> And I think all their albums I've heard are like that. But yeah, Bleed American, it has a lot of hits on it. Um, and I definitely, if you haven't heard, uh, Jimmy Eat World, they're, I mean, they're still playing today and they're just, they're, they're definitely just phenomenal band. Uh, these guys are, yeah, they're definitely one of my favorites for sure. Kind of gets, you know, got me through some times with, you know, just going through school and, uh, you know, death of family and friends, stuff like that. Uh, you know, gets me thinking about stuff, bringing, bringing a tear to your eye, that sort of thing. 
and then some of their stuff's so upbeat, you know, it's it does the opposite. So, you know, I just I just think that's you know, that's cool. These guys are from they're from uh, Mesa, Arizona, not from Canada. Not everybody has to be from Canada to be a good band. A, um, a. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so the um, the band is comprised of uh, Jim Adkins, Zach Lint, Tom Linton, and Rick Bert, Burke Birch. Uh, so Jim is the uh, he's a lead singer, vocalist, guitarist. Uh, writes a lot of their stuff, and yeah, no, this this is definitely definitely um, I think one of the all all time best albums is in their genre. And I'd say emo rock. But you know, maybe that's not what everybody would call them. But um, that's that's a pretty close, you know. Uh, I think category for for these guys for sure. And uh, yeah, so what did you guys think of? Uh, what do you think of Jimmy World? And what do you think of that album? What was your favorite choice? Uh, well, I mean, there's there's a lot of I think there's a lot of uh, songs on this that I really like. So for me, I think it was pretty hard to pick a choice track without picking like five of them. But um, my uh, my favorite song, and it does kind of it kind of gives me a little bit teared up too. Um, it's uh, a praise chorus. So that's it's like a I don't know if it's like a take on an older song too, but it definitely has that feel to it. And this is something that I could rock out to in the car, um, whatever. But yeah, there's a lot of hits on this album. I mean, you can go through like like sweetness is great. <laughs> And I'm not saying it's my favorite, so, but, you know, like, the middle, you know, these are all, like, these are all number one hits. And the crazy thing about this album is that you can go through the whole thing, and every one of them, with the exception of a couple that are kind of just there, and I, I hate that, that that that's the case, but there are a couple that I'm just kind of like, ah, okay, it's not bad, but, like, you know. But, I mean, this 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 is one of those albums that I can go back to over and over and over again when I'm, when I'm working. You know, I work at a desk, so, like, if I'm listening to music, like, this will make my fucking day, you know? It, it brings me into this weird, nostalgic, emo mood. <laughs> And that's uh, that's what I love about Jimmy World. Um, I, I mean, I wanted to pick other albums to buy them. Maybe I'll do that someday, but that will be a while for now. But uh, yeah, so I would say my favorite because I love playing it really loud in the car is uh, a phrase chorus. That was my pick. What was your pick, guys? Okay, if you had one, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm jumping in. I was, I was jumping at the bit. I, I'm sorry, I can't wait. So, um, dude, I had this album. I love this album when it came out. I was all, I was all yes. about this album. So when you, when you picked it, I was like, please let him play this. Out of, out of all the other ones, yes, there were. They got some other good albums. They got some other good songs. But this one, like you said, was to me was hit after hit after hit that they put out with. And definitely, by all means, I don't care if I'm stepping on anybody else's toes. I'm gonna throw this out here now. Sweetness was my jam. Oh, absolutely. That was, that was absolutely. my lick. That was my whoa. I 
was like all the way into it. Like I was like, yes, I couldn't help it. Sing that out loud, no matter what was going on. I'm in there. I'm jamming that in the car. Everybody's looking at me crazy. I don't care because I'm just I'm just jamming out to it. And just for the fact of like the songwriting was there, the music was there. Yeah, it was timed. It's not timeless. It's timed, but it, it fit within the right time to come out, and, and it, it definitely held its own ground compared to the artists that were out at that time. So Jimmy Eat World. Definitely get my hand claps, my, my seal of approval, my, my thumbs in the air and the fingers in the whole nine. Like, dude, hell of a pick. I love this album. Thank you so much for picking it. You reminded me of how good it was back in the day and how much I loved it back in the day. So excellent. Yeah, you know, Dietrich, an album like this and a band like this really does bring a connection to people that are like our age. So like mm-hmm. early 2000s was kind of like, that was it, you know, that was a weird time. And like I said, this came out right, right around 9-11. I mean, it's just, just what a weird time. What a sad time. And what do these guys do best? They take sadness and they make it, they make it something that you want to cherish. I mean, it's kind of weird to say that, but it, it's, it's nice to have music and it's nice to have bands like Jimmy World. And there's a lot of bands that can do this too, but something about their, their melody, their lyrics, you know, it just, it, 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 it it's kind of like it's that band, that kind of band, that kind of music that can just bring people together that can understand that time in, in, in history. Or that, you know, just yeah. just uh, feeling like shit and wanting to hear something that represents that. <laughs> something that takes you something that that will that will put you in the mode of feeling like shit, but can also take you out of it and let you right. understand it. Yes, I, I still can get joy out of this day, even though all all this craziness is going on around me. Right. I can still have a moment of time where I can feel good about being in this moment of time. And yeah. this is one of those bands that did it, and this is one of those that to me was one of those songs that definitely did it to launch me out of my my like depressed mode type situation of, of dealing with the thing that was going on at the time. And it was like, just throw that on. I'm good. I can listen to that in my Walkman all damn day. No problem. Yes, the Walkman. And, that's, and you know, this album, I can go through a plane ride. I can go through sitting on a train or a bus, you know, and just it gets you through all that shit. Yep. So. All right, I'll go. Todd's one's going to go. He's pointed. <laughs> I was like, is everybody muted right now? Okay. Todd's Ty, pointed. That means I have to go. Um, so side A, I was all about love and I wanted to be all about love for side B and I can't. I can't. Oh man, you're killing me. You're I know, man. Um, I'm, I think you just man. ripped my heart out. Hopefully Taj can steer this ship around and make everybody be happy. Luckily, I got a prenup, so you can't take away my my happiness. So so here's the thing, though. Like, I'm not I'm not I'm not going to totally dog it. That's not that's not what I'm here to do this time. Okay. Okay? Um, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to use my my catchphrase. It just wasn't for me. All right. That's how I feel about this album. (laughs) No, that's not a bad thing. I'm not saying it's horrible. If I if I were to go like this belongs in like the garbage bin, then then you should be worried, right? But I'm just saying it's not for me. (laughs) I get I get why people like it. I totally understand it. I just can't get I can't get behind the music. I just it's 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 too emo for me. I think there's something about it. Just I cannot I can't connect. I mean, with it, it is emo. It's yeah, like, it's right there. <laughs> right. And I and I can't connect with it. Like 
I feel okay. too. I, I like. I'm even surprised about when it came out because I'm like, I for some Me reason too. in my head, in my head, yeah. I'm thinking like I was too old to like Jimmy Eat World, Jimmy whatever it's called, Jimmy Eats World. But no, I like. I thought I was too gun, old. Dude. <laughs> Right, but but in my head, I just think like, oh, you know, like teenagers, like when this first came out, they would have loved it. But for me, you know, I was already too old to like it. Oh wait, and, oh uh, shit, you were pretty much a teenager. <laughs> so, I mean, it was right after that, but yeah. Well, two thousand one. I mean, two thousand one is when I graduated college. So, um, and four years earlier, you were in high school. Yeah, if I was like thirteen, maybe I might have liked it. I don't know, but. I just, I, it wasn't for me. Like I, I gave it about two and a half listens and I was trying to connect with it and I can't, I just, I don't know. Maybe there's already this, like this stigma attached to it where I'm already just convinced in my head that I'm not going to like it. And so when I listen to it, yeah. I'm like, wow. All right. I feel exactly how I thought I would have felt listening to an album by, by this band. So I get, I see what, I see what's there. Like I know that they're talented and I can understand totally like why people like it, but it's just not the kind of music that resonates for me, you know, and does not change my opinion about a lot of emo music. So, um, it's just, I was going to say, do you like emo in general? You just don't, right? Or do you? I, I probably not, but like, I would be hard pressed to tell you what is really like emo other than like, I think right. of, like the cure, you know, and, and original uh, emo. That's like, original. right. Like I think more of like original emo, but then I'm like my chemical they're romance, even, they're kind of emo, right? I mean, there's like a, there's, so there's like a lot of bands that are in that category. Yeah. Um, there was only like a few that I would say are like truly emo that an emo, I would, I would definitely say is like late nineties to today, but that's like kind of where it started where these like goth clubs and stuff and, um, yeah, like the cure is an older version of something like that, but that it transformed from the cure, that style of music to more of like, uh, why you, maybe you would think of like, why you little bitch <laughs> or like, you know, is that a category? Um, but like, there is a lot of complaining going on. <laughs> And I, you know, but I can relate to why you would complain about the shit that people complain about in the music that would be considered emo. And some of it's just like sad. It's a sad day. Is it sad because you spilled some milk on the counter? You know, I, I don't know. I yeah, and maybe that's it. But I do. I mean, I do like songs that are sad, and I do like songs yeah. that are depressing. But right. I don't know. There's maybe there's just a this weird combo where it's like it still sounds upbeat. Like it just kind of throws me off. Um, so anyway. Anyway, I won't take up any more time here. Taj has some words to say. Um, do, do you have at least one track? Or? Yeah, like, I, I... He's like, yeah, none of them. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to Yeah, it's the that. one that, uh, I think they forgot to add it to this album. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The one I would pick is because it's the one I've heard the most, and I understand yeah. it's, it's pretty catchy, is uh, the middle. It just takes some time to build. The middle is a, is a, it's a catchy tune. So that would be the reason why I would pick that one. But again, like, I just want to like 
clarify, I don't think it's the worst thing ever. It's just, it's not for me. But I totally understand why they're popular. It's just not music that I gravitate towards. And it, oh, right. and I don't feel different about how I feel about this band, even after revisiting it for many, many years later. So you can you can right. say that, like, band, even like Dashboard Confessionals, like the, that's kind of like the epitome of emo, but it's, either, you know, like a soloist in his own right. So he's not exactly like Jimmy Eat World's like, uh, you know, it's a four dude group and there's a big difference there. But that's not necessarily my favorite for some reasons that you might think emo is not your favorite. But something about what Jimmy Eat World does, you know, they kind of put a twist on it. Um, but uh, hey, man, that's cool. I like to hear. Obviously, I like to hear your feedback. I'm going to make this a good like, season, brand. <laughs> yeah, that'll work. Like if you had to choose between Jimmy Eat World, Rush or Chevelle. Like who? <laughs> who Chevelle? Who Chevelle? I don't know. He would hate him. <laughs> what is that? I don't know who that is. <laughs> I, I think you would pick Rush when you pick who, Rush. But no, I want to know. Like, did you pick make Chevelle. up that band? That <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Chevelle's uh, band is called. They had a song called Red, but that was popular back in the day. But it's... we would like that, Dietrich. So yeah. if you're asking who would I pick? <laughs> Yeah. It would 100% be Rush. Okay. I would 100%. Because <laughs> I, 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 I listen yeah. to Rush, and I'm not, I'm not like embarrassed to listen to Rush. I like Okay, okay. <laughs> the reason why I put those three out there specifically is right. because um, each have their own eclectic sound, right? Each have their own boundary of where they go and what they might spill over into. But you know, at the end of the day, they all have pop hits that everybody can can listen to or rock hits that were considered popish only because they were in the top of the charts at the time for whatever it was. So Jimmy Eats World reminds me of that type of band that, you know, people can put in a particular genre and say, okay, they're this type of band, but then they'll come out with another song that's completely opposite of that genre, and it still sounds good, and they're able to work that in. So, uh, like I say, this is not your cup of tea, but me knowing, like, this album and a couple of other albums, like, I can see where it could mold into something else, and we might find something that might be just not on this particular album. I, I am open-minded, and there might be some okay. bands that I like, and you guys might go to me and go, you know they're considered emo, and I'll go, no way! <laughs> you know? So, I just, it could happen. I'm going to make you an emo fan someday. You don't. <laughs> but you, don't you could to, be. You don't need to waste your energy. Right. All right? right. That's fine. I wouldn't go that far. I guess <laughs> I'm that you might like, but I'll, I'm not going to put you in a whole genre. <laughs> no, please don't. Please don't. It's going to backfire. It's going backfire if you force horrible. that on me. Horrible. Yeah. I already know. And then there's Tosh. So. So, okay. So, I, you know, I've said this before, like in the 90s, I loved, I grew up kind of listening to all the 90s hits. And what's interesting is like the middle, I would have placed that as like alternative, not necessarily emo. I know it's like emo. Anyways, so like, right. yeah, I, I, I was pleasantly surprised because I, you know, there's been a couple bands of like, ooh, I like that one song from the 90s, you know, and go listen to the album and you're like, uh, that was it. That was it, just the one song and I didn't like the rest of the album. This one, I, I was actually pleasantly surprised. I did like it. Um, I listened to it at least 
so here's my pattern. I kind of listen to it twice in normal sequential order. And then like I, the third time I shuffle it because I find when I listen to an album shuffled, I, this songs kind of stand out a little bit different because I'm not anticipating them. Anyways, it's just a weird thing. Um, I, works. I, like that. I will say that I, I don't know the songs as good as I should after three listens. So like every time a song came on, I liked it, but I, I don't know the track titles. So there's one song like I'm looking for that. I, I don't know what it, <laughs> which song it is, but uh, for my pick, I'm probably going to do uh, Get It Faster. I'm finding out cheating gets it faster. Only because the lyrics on that is is interesting because it's talking about, hey, the quickest way out of a relationship is to cheat. <laughs> it's not saying it's the best way. It's just saying the quickest way out is to cheat <laughs> and then you're done. And you're like, uh, yeah, but it's not the best way. <laughs> and it, it just, it's an interesting take on a song where it's like a guy talking about like, yeah, this is the quickest way to get done. And you're like, is this like some weird thought experiment or something you're actually going to do? <laughs> or, or, you know, it's it just a, an interesting take. So, but yeah, but I, I like that song. The song I was trying to find, maybe you know which one it is. I'm still going to go with Get It Faster, but it's the song where he talks about how it's okay that his mom is stoned. Like, because <laughs> that's what the lyrics in it. It's like, yeah, it's good that my mom's stoned. You're like, all right. <laughs> So, but yeah. Is that the sweetness? Is that the sweetness? Because um, I feel like I should—I I feel like I should know what song you're talking about. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm thinking about it. Like, wait, what song was that? Son of a bitch. <laughs> so, so you, know what when you put Taj in the mix. He actually listens to the lyrics and deciphers what it's supposed to be instead of just listening to the lyrics. It's like, <laughs> oh, right. Man. Yeah, you picked a good song, Taj, and it starts out pretty good too. Like it's kind of like a weird beginning, but yeah, it's like yeah. that slow, you know, to heavy progression. Right. But they do a lot of odd change-ups and stuff, and that's yeah. what I like about this band too. And I like that kind of like, or almost like I would say new age punk emo. Yeah, that's how I categorize them. And then a few songs could be just you know, like you said, alternative. But alternative is so broad, right? You know, well, I hate and- putting that. What's interesting yeah. though is like they're you know the middle you know their 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 pop hit off of this album is yeah. like one of their more optimistic songs compared to their other ones. <laughs> well, the whole like that band is just not optimistic. <laughs> like their that, whole out yep. their outlook on everything is kind of like well it's fucked up but this is how we're, this this is what we have to do to deal with it. So that's sort of like the emo mindset right. anyway. Yeah, but, but, but like, that's what I'm saying. Like they're more optimistic one is the more popular one yet the rest of the album's kind of like <laughs> more I love the middle too i mean yeah. you know the middle sweetness are like you know obviously the the big ones bleed american you know self-titled that's that's really good oh that I mean, was good yeah yeah um cautioners is uh pretty cool i mean yeah there's this my sundown like you yeah. got some actual good songs on here right the the uh the authority song is cool <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I just listen to a little fucking album all day long, every day. But so I have to you, give it a break sometimes and go back to it, you know? Right. So would you listen to the authority song sung by Cartman? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> sure. Anything Cartman I'm listening to is the ghetto. <laughs> 
that's besides the point. We're we're going off subject here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I would say I would say anything cartoon scenes I listen to once. <laughs> In the ghetto. In the ghetto. Yeah. Uh, uh, so stop that. <laughs> All right. So it sounds like everybody's got their little beats in and, and everybody feels good. And uh Brandon, go ahead and go into your spiel so Ty can go into his spiel so we can go into <laughs> Wait, are you saying we're a broken record? So Taj, yes. uh, for the next episode, do you have some homework for us? I, I do have some homework for us. So all right. Oh Lord, here I come. <laughs> This is an album that I I pulled the plug because I could have sworn at some point Brandon might have picked this album and I had a reason to pick it. Maybe Brandon never would have picked this album, but I'm going <laughs> never. Oh, crap. okay. Well, anyways, we gotta have Brandon's opinion. Yeah. What would we do without it? All so, right. <laughs> So I picked this album because it's unique. <laughs> you can't say it's not unique. Um, it's produced by Ben Folds, who I love. So, uh, and so right, the, okay. the album is has been, and the artist is William Shatner. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, I'm intrigued. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's William Shatner singing quotation marks. <laughs> Because if you ever <laughs> listen to anything William Chatner does, it's yeah. But yeah. Anyways. Well, I can't wait to listen <laughs> to it again. I'm a gym, I'm a doctor, not a DJ. <laughs> well, all right, guys. Well, we're in for a treat. I can confirm that I've heard this album multiple times, and uh, yeah, I'm curious to see what what you two think about it. <laughs> I think I've heard it once, and it was like a long time ago. <laughs> I've oh, heard perfect. it at all, so yeah, this be interesting. All right, well, um, that'll be next week's episode, and uh, everyone, make sure that you've listened to it before before uh, before we start. To, well, before the, I can't even talk. Shatner's <laughs> like frazzled my brain. <laughs> just, uh, just you know, make sure you. She's the one who hit your voice. Hey, Brandon, you did it. <laughs> I did nothing. <laughs> <laughs> little Star Trek 2 humor there. Um, all right. So, Taj, why don't you go ahead and, and uh, sign us off here? Sure thing. This has been Choice Tracks. You can email us at, at choicetracks at gmail.com. We end with a Z or find us on our website of choicetracks.com. Again, we end with a Z. Please subscribe and listen to all past and future episodes. Let's go and sign out. I've been Taj. I'm Brandon. I'm Damon. And I'm Dietrich. Uh, we're going to pick up the needle, but y'all keep spinning those choice tracks. Ooh, ooh, I want to catch the needle. I want to catch the needle. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I want a prenup. You will be that dude. <laughs> I don't need one. Yeah.